Welcome everyone to another episode of the Bleed Hockey Podcast. Um, third one in, I want to say, a week's time for sure. Uh, yeah, definitely a third episode within a week's time because I did one four days ago and then another one two days ago. And here we are now. Um, this time it's about the ending of the second round officially we are we are done with the second round and um quite the second round it was and we'll get into the remaining two series uh that we were waiting to uh finish well the one was done um yesterday and the other one was done today at least today quote unquote uh, for me, uh, since I am in a different, um, I'm on the other side of the international dateline, so, uh, this would have been, uh, yesterday for everyone else, um, especially if you listen to this episode once it drops, uh, same day, today, on, uh, Sunday, September 6th, um, but yeah, we have a little bit of news, take a little break, and then we're going to do full speed ahead into the uh, Canucks and Knights game uh, review uh, of sorts, uh, basically talking about some stats and th- what came out of it and all that fun stuff, and then we'll talk about um, what the Eastern Conference and Western Conference finals will look like, and... Uh, my uh, my picks on that. So anyway, diving in. First off, we have a signing. Uh, more well, not really a signing, more like an extension. Um, Penguins have signed goaltending coach Mike Buckley to a two-year contract extension, uh, which will keep him on the Penguins team until the end of the 2021-2022 season, which is also the first season that the Seattle Kraken are in the league. So um, <clears throat> it's uh, pretty cool. Uh, their news, Boston Bruins defenseman Tory Krug um, basically p- put out the notion that, uh, hey, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not taking any team-friendly deals here. I'm uh, trying to get my money. Um, but if you if you want a direct quote from him saying that uh, he's very opposed to uh, taking a shorter-term discounted contract, uh, he's bet on himself and he's taken a shorter term deals and less amount of money his whole career and now it's time to get his va- uh, his value while he's still at his peak so I mean you can't blame the guy you know uh, wanting to get what he uh, feels like he's worth and uh, yeah uh, go get your money man uh, while you can uh, although at the same time you know uh, if it's any if it's proven anything uh, any team that has a player with ten million dollars or more on on their uh, cap, they don't m- make it far in the playoffs. So just keep that in mind. Because, which, if you think about it, yeah, that's kind of true to an extent. Because, uh, which we'll get into that uh, once we get to the um, the final four teams. But. Uh, yeah, which actually, while I'm talking about the other stories, I can actually pull that up on Cat Friendly. Um, but yeah, um, speaking of, well, not, it's not really speaking of, but um, St. Louis Blues assistant coach Mark Savard 
was, who, oh, well, I guess it kind of is a segue because Marcus Savard used to be part of the Boston Bruins uh, team. Uh, he is leaving the team, uh, stepping away from coaching, and will be returning uh, to be with his family out in Ontario. Uh, started with the Blues coaching staff uh, last year. Uh, yeah, last year. Or sometime last season, because he was helping with the power play. Um, but yeah, he... Yeah, so he's 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 gone, and uh, being with his family, and uh, can't blame the guy uh, for wanting to be with his family, especially how um, this whole um, COVID thing kind of really, at least for players and all that in the bubble, really you know made made everyone kind of realize what's you know really important in life you know and uh can't blame the guy for uh taking that into account but alright so uh <laughs> yeah so that was a real short intro to the uh episode although it's gonna be a lot of you know pauses in this first half uh, this first part but it's okay because I'm going to get that out of my system now and uh, I'm just going to leave them in I'm just going to leave them in for now um, so quick break and we're just going to hit full steam ahead on this whole uh, conference final business alright everyone so uh, getting back into the business we got your stat checks check 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 um before we get into the nitty-gritty of the uh, rest of the playoffs uh, that transpired, uh, we have a graphic that the NHL put out by playoff points leaders by the franchise. Um, so just to read off a whole bunch of these, uh, I find this quite interesting on how uh, you can see just by if you uh you can just tell by uh the points on these dealing with these teams either one of two things number one how successful that franchise has been in the playoffs because a higher number which would indicate that you've gone deep in the playoffs usually but also got to also think uh, on top of that 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 would also tie into that team having really good players and just starting out of the gate your first the first two teams I'm about to mention will really just tell you the contrast between those two things Ryan Getzlaff leads the Anaheim Ducks in playoff points uh, 37 goals 83 assists 120 points in uh, his career uh, as a and also keep in mind this these points uh, at read of is just for their tenure with the team so keep that in mind um, in the playoffs also this is only for playoffs too 
with those t- with that team. So Ryan Getzlaff, 37 goals, 83 assists, 120 points. Dale Howardchuk, rest rest his soul, uh, 16 goals, 33 assists, 49 points. So uh, with the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, so yeah, uh, a big contrast between 120 uh, and 49, uh, say at least. Uh, Ray Bork from the Boston Bruins, 36 goals, 125 assists, 161 points. Uh, Gilbert Perot from the Buffalo Sabres, 33 points. Uh, no, 103 points overall, 33 goals, 70 assists. Uh, Chopper, Al McGinnis from the Calgary Flames, 25 goals, 77 assists, 102 points. Eric Stahl from the Carolina Hurricanes, 19 goals, 24 assists, 43 points. Uh, Stan Makita from the uh, Chicago Blackhawks, 59 points. Oh, no, 150 points, 59 goals, 91 assists. Uh, Joe Sackick from the Colorado Avalanche, 84 goals, 104 assists, and 188 points. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, Cam Atkinson, 10 goals, 16 assists, 26 points. Yeah. There we go. But that's not even the best one yet. That's not even the best one. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Uh, Dallas Stars, Mike Padano, 58 goals, 87 assists, 145 points. Uh, Steve Eisman from Detroit Red Wings, 70 goals, 115 assists, and 185 points. Wayne Gretzky, the great one, 81 goals, 171 assists, 252 points. And the, and, the, and, the, and the best one right here from the Florida Panthers from the Florida Panthers we have Ray Shepard 10 goals and 8 assists with a total of 18 points that is your playoff leader for the uh, Florida Panthers and if that stat is wrong don't blame me blame the NHL because they're the ones that put out this graphic alright uh, this is a very professional-looking graphic. Uh, L.A. Kings, Wayne Gretzky, 29 uh, goals, 65 assists, 94 points. Zach Parisi, 14 goals, 20 assists, 34 points. John Bellevue, uh, 79 goals, yeah, 79 goals, 97 assists, and 176 points. We have Philip Forsberg from the Nashville Predators, 26 goals, 23 assists, 49 points. Probably got that during that uh, 2017 Cup run. Uh, Patrick Eliash from the uh, New Jersey Devils, 45 goals, 80 assists, and 125 points. Uh, Brian Trotter from the New York Islanders, uh, 64 goals, 105 assists, 169 points. Brian Leach of the New York Rangers, 28 goals, 61 assists, 89 points. Daniel Alfredson, 51 goals, 49 assists, uh, and 100 points. Bobby Clark from the Philadelphia Flyers, 42 goals, 77 assists, 119 points. Sidney Crosby, 68 goals, 121 assists, 189 points. Patrick Marlowe from the San Jose Sharks, uh, 68 goals, 52 assists, 120 points. Uh, from your 2019 Stanley Cup champion, St. Louis Blues, Brett Hull, uh, 65, uh, 67 uh, goals, 50 assists, and 117 points. Uh, from the Tampa Bay Lightning, Nikita Kucherov, 33 goals, 44 assists, 77 points. Uh, Doug Glim- uh, Gilmore 
from the Toronto Maple Leafs, 17 goals, 60 assists, 77 points. Been a long while since people put up some big numbers in the playoffs for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Vancouver Canucks, Trevor Linden, 34 goals, 61 assists, 95 points. Uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights, Riley Smith, 10 goals, 30 assists, 40 points. Uh, that'll, that'll hopefully grow uh, this cup run for sure. Alex Ovechkin from the Washington Capitals, 69 goals, nice, 62 assists, and 131 points. And last but not least, Blake Wheeler of the Winnipeg Jets, 5 goals, 23 assists, 28 points. Uh, haven't really gotten into the playoffs that, uh, that deep uh, for the Winnipeg Jets, but hey, uh, when you are uh, basically a rebadged version of the uh, Atlantic, Atlanta uh, thrashers. I mean, that's, that's, that's what's going to happen. Same with, uh, I mean, even though I've been, you know, on the, uh, hashtag how yeah squad for the Arizona coyotes lately. Um, you know, I'll, I'll jab at them too. I'll jab at them. I'll, I'll, ha- I'll, I'll poke my fun with them, uh, being a rebadged version of the, uh, old Winnipeg jets. Uh, but yeah, there's that. But yeah, diving into this Game 7 Knights vs. Canucks part of the stat check. Check, 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 check. Um, first off, not a statistic you want to have. Golden Knights have taken five, a 5-minute five major in every Game 7 that the Golden Knights have played in NHL history. So not a good stat to have. First one was when the whole uh, the the old um, Joe Pavelski, you know, having you know blood coming out of his head and all that happened last year. The whole yeah, the five minute major and they gave up like four goals. Yeah, that yeah, that was a bad time. This time around, it seems that they uh, worked on their uh, five minute uh, power play time. Oh, penalty kill that they have to do, and uh, I don't. I think they maybe gave up a shot in those entire five minutes, which is quite insane to say the least. Uh, Ryan Reeves being the one that caused that five-minute major in Game Seven uh, about a night or two ago. Uh, it came out that he's being suspended for one playoff game. Thank the hockey gods, only one game. Uh, could have been. It could have been worse, but hey. I'm just thankful for at least it's at least just that's no more than one, all right? Um, for an illegal check to the head, even though I mean you know he had his head down, you know, wrong place, wrong time, you know what I'm saying? Um, of Tyler Mott from the Vancouver Canucks, um, what you gonna do? Especially since the dude, it's one thing if the dude never like came back on the bench and was like continuing to play the game, but. Uh, which definitely would have been like, all right, you know, big deal. It was a real big deal. But um, the fact that he had his head down and just looked nastier than it actually was, I mean, hey, I'm, I'm just thankful that even though it was kind of a, a shitty call, you know, and you can go on a hockey Twitter, however toxic, you know, hockey Twitter is, you know, and depending on if you can handle it, but, you know, a lot of people see it my way, but a lot of people also see it the other way around, where he's like, oh, he's targeting, oh, he's doing this and this and this. You know, if Ryan Reeves is that kind of guy, 
I mean, you wouldn't... Honestly, because I haven't really heard much bad press about Ryan Reeves, you know? Because he's not a bad guy. He's not that rat on the ice or anything like that. Yeah, he'll he'll give you shit, you know, and he'll give you the hits and if he's and if he needs to fight, you know, get the guys going, um he'll do it. But he's not no Tom Wilson. He's definitely not no Brad Marchand freaking licking people and doing all the other rat stuff that he he does, but you know, hey, I'm I'm just thankful that you know it's you know no more than one, so they they can make uh, game one without him. It's it's okay. Uh, it's it's best of seven series, so um, yeah. But uh, goaltending for game seven was the uh, key attraction in this game, because game uh, six for. Well, game seven for the Dallas Stars and the uh, Colorado Avalanche was a scoring frenzy, um, each scoring at least four goals. Um, this game went to, like, the last, I don't know, last ten minutes of the game before the first goal was even scored. Um, we have some goalie stats here for um, saves in the series all around first. Robin Leonard of the Golden Knights, 128 saves in six games. Okay, not bad numbers. Thatcher Demko, as he had to step in for um, Jacob Markstrom because he got injured, uh, 130, uh, 123 saves, right? All right, okay. How many games? How many games did he get there? Was it four? Was it five? Six? No, it was three. Three. Yeah, that's uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty good. Gotta say, um, that, and on top of that, Thatcher Demko also had a, a hundred and thirty-nine minute shutout streak. A rookie goaltender had a shutout streak of a hundred and thirty-nine minutes. It's uh, gotta say, pretty good, pretty damn good. That. And in his uh, his stats for those games, he was in .985 save percentage. Stopped 123 out of 125 shots. He only has a .64 goals against average and one shutout. So, um, yeah, those numbers are definitely not ones to scoff at, uh, to say the least, uh, as well is uh, John Shannon also mentioning on Twitter that on top of Thatcher Demko getting his shutout, you know, and all his wonderful stats is great. Uh, Robin Leonard, even though I know the whole, there's this whole thing about uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, Robin Leonard, and Peter DeBoer and all that, but you also have to look. I, I, I know, I understand when games go the way they go, you want to put Flurry in, and Flurry is that guy that can really get the the boys going, you know, uh, when you need it, especially when you're leading the damn series three to one, and you allow them to take it to game seven. But uh, yeah, I'll leave it there. But 
Just saying, Robin Leonard shut out Vancouver not one, not two, but three times in the series. He shut him out in game one, he shut him out in game three, and he shut him out again in game seven. And also, uh, apparently, that uh, the only Vegas Golden Knight player in these playoffs that were able to put the puck past uh, Thatcher Demko was Shea Theodore. Because Shea Theodore put uh, the two goals that uh, Demko let in uh, in the three games that Demko played because game six is when he got his shutout. Uh, and the other two goals that the Golden Knights uh, scored in that game seven because the uh, final was 3-0 Golden Knights were empty netters. Um, so does not uh, hurt the numbers of Thatcher Demko in any way, shape, or form. Which then takes us to the conference final pictures. Uh, after having no game sevens in the first round, uh, first time in, fr- in uh, NHL history that ever happened ever since instituting the game seven uh, format, they also had not one, not two, but three game sevens in the uh, second round this year. And the Lightning Bruins series went five, and then the other three, uh, Stars and Avs went seven, Canucks and Knights went seven, Flyers and Islanders went seven. Which, speaking of that series, bringing back Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay Lightning patiently waiting for their opponent ever since beating the Bruins in five games uh, this morning around 2.30 a.m. is when the Islanders Flyers game started I uh, was going to get up to watch that as well as uh, watch my one pay-per-view that I had but I was like oh wait I can just go back and watch my pay-per-view later so I did not do that woke up and saw that uh, the Islanders for the first time since 1993 are going to the Eastern Conference Final since the first time since 1993 so uh, congratulations to the Islanders Um, Barry Trotz's system has seemed to be uh, working really well Uh, and uh, he's doing some great things to the Isles so uh, about time for the Islanders and uh, Islanders fans alike. I know Islanders fans get shit on because uh, Long Island, apparently it's you know nasty up there, I guess. Um, I, I wouldn't know. I haven't come anywhere near... Uh, well, I can't say I haven't come anywhere near New York. I mean, I've been to Virginia. That's probably as close as I've ever gotten uh, to there. <laughs> but uh, Or Baltimore. That's like the closest two places that I've been to New York, but Actually, I guess that's a lie because I just went to Newark before I came out here in the desert. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, getting off track. But uh, yeah, Islanders won Game Seven as Thomas Grice uh, shuts out the Flyers, stopping a measly 16 shots. So I'm not taking anything away from Thomas Grice, but holy hell, Flyers! Like six, you only get 16 shots, and the fact that Islanders beat them for nothing. Wowzers. Absolute oof. Uh, oof level stuff there. Um, and when it comes to shots on goal for the 
New York Islanders 26 shots on goal. That's what they uh, put on. So uh, they brought the heat, say the least. They definitely brought the heat, and uh, they move on to the next round. And with that, uh, brings me to a stat that I wanted to verify before I claimed it. So as I mentioned, every so far, as far, yeah, as far as I can remember, uh, and this stands to be true, there has not been, especially for the Stanley Cup final, but I can't really attest for the conference finals, but when it comes to the Stanley Cup final, there has not been a team in NHL history to where they have a player that gets paid $10 million or more. So the highest paid guy on the Tampa Bay Lightning is a tie between, well, this year it's not because uh, a tie, but next year it will be a tie between Nikita Kucherov as well as uh, Andre Veselovsky. But Andre Veselovsky is only making 3.5 mil this year. Um, well, Kucherov, still, he's still making the 9.5 um, right now. Uh, on the New York Islanders... I want to say the highest paid guy is Anders Lee. Also because they're, he's uh, they're El Capitan. Um, so yeah, Lee, Anders Lee makes 7 mil. And the fact that that's only, that's the highest paid guy you have, that's actually pretty good. That's actually pretty damn good. Yeah, so... The Eastern Conference checks out on that front. Uh, Dallas, as we switch over to, well, before we switch over to the uh, East uh, Western Conference, um, prediction as to who I think is going to win net this coming. Yeah, so. Yeah, we'll get. I have that pulled up. So, if we get back to notes, um, I'm just gonna take the lightning on this one. Uh, however, would I be? Because well, would I be surprised if the Islanders beat the Lightning? Yes, at least when it comes to the fact that the Lightning's uh, firepower is pretty damn lethal I will say especially beating a defensive minded team like the Bruins and also a heavy team like the Bruins um but also with my remarks my repeated remarks about the Blues they just you know needed to try to fan some wind into their sails uh because of the end of the uh how the pause for the whole COVID thing happened and all that uh, fun shit that transpired uh, with that. But, I mean, the Bruins did, you know, end up getting out of the first round, but uh, only winning, I want to say it was game one, I want to think. It was like game one or game two that they won. And then a freaking 
Tampa Bay won all the other ones. Although there was a couple of the, there was a couple of those games where you know could have gone either way. It was only like decided by one goal, but still, um, it looked like uh, Tampa had the uh, the reins of the entire uh, series. Um, so with that, I pick Lightning. But I mean, am I gonna be? I mean, I am gonna be surprised if. The Islanders do win, but not to say that they're not, you know, worthy of doing that. I'm just saying that it'd probably be more of a, not necessarily the Islanders overcame something. I feel like if the Islanders go on, it's going to be because of a downfall of a light of the Lightning, uh, something happening with them. But uh, we'll have to wait and see how that shakes out. Uh, but switching gears to the Western Conference here. Um, after two game sevens to determine uh, the teams for the Western Conference Finals comes down to this. Uh, the Dallas Stars. Uh, cue the, the Pantera in the background, guys. Dallas Stars beat the Colorado Avalanche in overtime 5-4 uh, to go on to their very first... Uh, well, not the very first, but their first Conference Finals since 2008. How long was that? 12 years ago. How also long ago was that? That was when that was the year that Obama got uh, elected first term into the Oval Office. It was also the same year that the Detroit Red Wings won the uh, Stanley Cup, as well as uh, being in the Western Conference, because that was her. Uh, that was the people that uh, the team that uh, Dallas Stars got beat by uh, in 2008, and I haven't sniffed the conference final since. And who, just who, might have been the overtime hero? Uh, was it a hometown boy? No, it was not. Was it a, a guy like a Jamie Benn or a Tyler Sagan? No. No, it was not. Uh, you, know, you know who it was? Um, was this guy on the roster? Of the Dallas Stars that uh, have maybe played a handful of games as a star. Um, one by the name of Yol, Yol, not Joel, apparently it's Yol, Yol Kiviranta. Yol Kiviranta, and I know what you're thinking. Who the fuck is that guy? Well, I'll tell you who he is. He is your, uh, he is your game seven hero. Because not only did uh, Yol Kiviranta get the overtime winning goal, but on top of that overtime winning goal, counting that overtime winning goal, he got a hat trick in that game. And unless he got one during the regular season, this would probably be his, uh, or any other time during the playoffs, it'd be Kiviranta's first hat trick in the NHL, which is a uh, remarkable time to have that, and uh, a memorable one at that, for sure. Um, So with this win... The Dallas Stars will now face the Golden Knights in the conference final. What a matchup this is going to be, to say the least. Um, it's going to be a heavy 
hitting get, uh, series, that's for sure. Um, with the Islanders and Tampa Bay Lightning, it's gonna be a little bit more of a. Uh, I'm not gonna take. Any, I'm not saying that the Golden Knights or Stars don't have any skill whatsoever, but I'm saying Lightning and Islanders aren't gonna be really, you know, trying to go for hits. They're gonna be going for more, you know, the technical uh, aspect of the game, which that that seems to be how Eastern Conference teams are built. I don't know why there's such a difference between the West and East, because the West seems to be known for the, you know, the play in the body type style of hockey. You know, the nice, you know, hard hitting, you know, like hitting guys. You know, the the Eastern Conference, other than maybe Boston, that comes to mind. I don't really know any other teams on the uh, Eastern Conference that really play that kind of style. Um, but the yeah Western Conference, a whole bunch of teams do that. The Blues, the Blues are pretty much. Oh, oh I guess the Philadelphia Flyers also do that. Um, but the Blues are like the the kings of that, and they've been like the team to be the hitting team. Um, and also, fun fact, uh, if it wasn't for the St. Louis Blues being so brutal, the Broad Street Bullies wouldn't have actually existed. So suck it, um, Flyers fans, because we were the originators. All right? Just saying, you know, toot toot, you know. Um, not tooting our own horn, but toot toot. But, um... Yeah, Dallas Stars a heavy team. Vegas Golden Knights a heavy team. Colorado Avalanche has some heft to them, but not really. Um, LA Kings during their cup runs uh, were a heavy team. Uh, so on and so forth. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, gradually the game's going to start getting to more of the tactical-based stuff because uh, guys like, you know... Elias Pettersson, you know, he the dude's like six foot whatever, and he's like a buck seventy, and he's freaking, he gets thrown around because he's a buck seventy, but hey, you know, he can freaking you know move the puck right, but um, gotta have that uh that hard hitting grit too, um, to win in this league at this point until uh, everyone's on the same page, but it'd be a long while till that happens. But yeah, uh, my pick comes to surprise to no one though I'm picking Vegas Golden Knights um, to go on to their second cup final in three years um, so um, yeah I don't know why I said two years it's actually three because you count 2018 uh, as a year but uh, with that also proofreading to make sure that I'm also 100% correct on that statistic uh, I mean, I am 100% correct on the statistic for the Stanley Cup final, but when it comes to the uh, Eastern uh, to the Conference final, still don't know if that's an actual statistic uh, out there. Um, but uh, I mean, Tyler Sagan's close to that $10 million mark, but he's not at the $10 million mark. He's at 9.85 million, still under 10. So there's. If the Dallas Stars make the Stanley Cup final, it still counts as uh, under $10 million. So, <clears throat> you have that going for you. Um, and we go to Vegas Golden Knights here, which I'm also fairly certain 
that they don't have any uh, guys that uh, are at 10 mil. Yeah, there might be a couple guys that are like maybe like 8 or 9, but yeah, so Mark Stone's 9.5, and that's the, uh, the highest paid guy on the team is 9.5. Um, second going to uh, both Max Pacioretty and Marc-Andre Fleury um, which also I guess that's probably another reason why uh, a lot of people are kind of getting hung up on the fact that Marc-Andre Fleury is getting benched because you have a $7 million goaltender riding the pine while a $1.4 million goaltender and Robin Leonard's uh, you know playing it up but hey you know gotta ride the hot hand you know gotta, gotta ride the hot hand um, and I'm I'm not gonna try to go and divulge any more into the whole uh, that whole controversy. Also, because the fact that I mean, even though it might be PR, it might be the real or it might be the real deal. I mean, just coming on the on the record saying that uh, Mark Andre Fleury w- w- was coming out saying that you know you know his agent's thoughts are his agent's thoughts, but you know him and Leonard just kind of like laughing about it. And, all that, but well, that's also the fact that you know Marc Andre Fleury is a team player, you know, and you kind of need a team player to be there and put the team first, and that's what he was doing. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be quite the uh, hellacious uh, Western Conference final to say the least. With a lot of uh, guys getting, you know, pummeled. Um, and the fact that the end game is to win the Stanley Cup. But just know that their off season is going to be cut short. Um, this very, yeah, going to be cut very short. Uh compared to what it would normally be so um, so if your team wins the Stanley Cup don't expect them to be a hundred percent when they're uh, when they come back to the ice because a lot of guys gonna be boozing a lot of guys are gonna be you know licking their wounds and hopefully uh, be good to go for opening day um, and hopefully by then we'll be able to go to games in some capacity, even if they uh, only do like select, you know, seating and whatever, or like doing like reduced capacity. If it, if it comes to that, um, I'm all game, but we'll have to once again wait and see because that's just the whole game right now. But uh, game one for the Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars happens tonight I'm gonna switch my time on my phone so I can tell what it is in St. Louis time um <clears throat> so the Dallas Star okay so Dallas Stars and the Golden Knights are tonight at 7 p.m. Central Time on NBC on uh, tomorrow Islanders Lightning on NBCSN at the exact same time, 7 p.m. And uh, those are the only times that we have right now. Only game one. They didn't post game two, three, or four. 
yet. So, um, yeah, be an interesting series to watch. And um, may uh, your team go on and go on to the Stanley Cup final as long as it's uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> but, um, although if the Vegas Golden Knights do lose somehow, some way, I will, even though I know that the Dallas Stars would have had to have taken my Golden Knights out of the playoffs. I will still root for the for the Dallas Stars over the Lightning and over the the Islanders. I will. I will. But until that happens. I'll be wearing my Golden Knights jersey proudly, wearing my Golden Knights hat proudly, and uh, be shouting Go Knights Go uh, in a whispery tone uh, to not wake people up around me. But uh, but yeah, that's been the show. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe if you're on the YouTube side. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on the podcast side, and I will catch you in the next one, uh, probably in a couple days or so, uh, probably either during the middle of the conference finals or at the end, depending on uh, what kind of news we get um, in the time being. But anyway, uh, that's been it, and I'll catch you all in the next one. Thank you very much.